Hey beautiful, we've been in this mini-series of what I've learned from being betrayed. Have you listened to the first two episodes yet? If not, make sure to go back and listen to episode 63 and 64. They kind of build on each other, but today we're going to really dive into some, some really hard things I had to learn. And I want to share those with you as we continue this little mini-series on Beauty Beyond Betrayal, what I've learned from being betrayed. Hey beautiful, welcome to Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Have you discovered your husband's been having an affair? Do you just want the pain to stop and be able to take a deep breath again? Do you find yourself up late at night googling how to save your marriage, heal from an affair? Do you wake up with the hope that this nightmare would end only to feel crushed and humiliated because your husband acts like the affair was really your fault and now you're left obsessing with where he is and if he's seeing her again? Hey, I'm Lisa. I too was devastated when I discovered my husband was having an affair. I too felt the pain would never end and wished he would just stop the affair and we could restore our marriage. I wanted the weight of the trauma to be lifted so I could breathe again and be able to have someone, anyone help me climb out of the dark miry pit of despair so I could begin to heal and be confident in me again. But I kept telling myself, he won't stop seeing her, must have been my fault and this pain, it'll never go away until I found hope and healing in Christ, along with simple techniques that helped me to learn how to recover from the betrayal. In this podcast, you'll discover what betrayal trauma really is, learn simple techniques to heal and recover, and get biblical guidance to help you make the right choices as you heal from the affair so you can be free from the heartbreak and the pain and rise in confidence once again to be the woman God created you to be. So beautiful, grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine, snuggle up on the couch and focus on yourself for a few minutes. Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life that you really desire. Welcome back to the show, beautiful. I am really, really getting a lot of feedback from this series, and I'm glad that God led me to do this. I really felt that it was, you know, something that needed to be done, and I just felt like God wanted me to put this out there because some of you needed to hear it. And so thank you for the feedback. Thank you so much for sending all of your beautiful messages, and I want to share one of those with you right now. I recently received this beautiful message from Heidi, and I just couldn't wait to share it with each and every one of you. Heidi says, Lisa, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for helping me through one of the most devastating times that I ever have been through. This trauma from his betrayal has knocked me for a loop. But finding you has been the biggest blessing. Each session takes me to a new level of healing. I am finally understanding some of the reasons why I am triggered, why it's so important to set healthy boundaries. And now I realize there's coming a time where I will be able to trust once again. Your sessions truly have been a lifesaver. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Amazing, right? You know, when we are raw and real, when we decide to share our story, when we decide to use our voice for good, 
it really helps other women find hope and healing in the midst of betrayal, trauma, and loss. And so I'm so grateful that you are getting such a wonderful, wonderful uh, encouragement through this mini-series, and you're finding some healing, you're finding some hope in the midst of this. So let's jump into today's episode, and I want to share with you three again today that I've learned from being betrayed. You know, number seven in this series is focusing on my own healing journey first was crucial when it came to recovery. You know, a lot of times when we've been betrayed beautiful, we have a tendency to first say, oh my gosh, what do I need to do to save the marriage? The marriage has got to be saved at all costs. We've got to get back together. We've got to jump into marriage counseling, all the things, right? Because that's what we're focused on. We love our husband. We want to have our marriage reconciled. We want him to wake up from the infidelity bubble. We want that thing to burst finally so he can realize the devastation he's created. We want him to wake up and come running back into our arms. We want him to tell us, you know, how sorry he is, how devastated he is for the trauma he's inflicted upon us. We want him to grovel at our feet begging for forgiveness. We want all of those things, right? It's a movie, right? I mean, you know, does it happen sometimes? I'm sure it does. Did it happen for me? No, it didn't. So I'm going to kind of share a little bit of what happened with me after D-Day, those first couple of days. And beautiful, it was hardcore. It was atrocious. It was awful. Some of the things that he said to me, they're still embedded in my mind. You know, some wounds become such deep scars that you just don't forget them. Now, do they have the sting that they used to? No, I don't allow it. But they still are scars nonetheless. And so, you know, when we first, when I first uncovered the betrayal and I went to him to let him know I discovered it, he got extremely angry and blamed me for everything. You know, he, it's called gaslighting, and I know that's an episode of itself, but basically he turned on me viciously. He just said, how dare you put a private investigator on me? How dare you go into my social media accounts, my phone records? How dare you go into my privacy and snoop on me the way you did? How dare I? Well, of course, how dare I, right? Some of you are saying, yes, you did that. And yes, I should have. And I'm grateful that God led me to do that and to uncover those things because God is so faithful to let us know, right? And many of you who are my clients have shared your journey that you've heard the still small voice of God to tell you to check social media accounts, check phone records, check email records, what have you. And you've uncovered the affair that way. Same thing. And so it wasn't easy. And through that, I made the decision to try to save my marriage first instead of thinking about my own recovery. And the first thing I did was I said, look, let's, you know, let's work on us. Let's throw ourselves into marriage counseling. You know, just ask for forgiveness. I'll forgive you. Um, stop the affair right away, you know, pledge your love to me all over again, all of the things that we do, right, beautiful? I did all of those things. 
And while I was laying in bed, completely devastated, unable to get out of bed because the trauma was so heavy, I was so crushed, I looked at him and said, call her right now. Right now, pick up the phone right in front of me, end the affair, and let's save our marriage. And he said he couldn't. I know, right? You probably feel the same gut wrench that I felt. It was heartbreaking. And when I said, am I not worth it? The next words out of his mouth were, I guess if you were worth it, I wouldn't have had the affair to begin with. Oh, Malanta, right? (laughs) You're saying, Lisa, why are you even with him? I'm sure some of you are probably saying that. But remember, he was in the midst of the affair. He was still in the high of the infidelity bubble, is what I've been deemed to call that. And so, of course, he was going to say those things. Of course, he was going to hurt me and re-traumatize me. It's a part of the cycle, and it's vicious, and it's devastating, and it is awful. The enemy uses it to try to destroy us at every level. And I thought that it had... I really did. I I didn't think that I would survive those first seven days, but here I am on the other side, right? And so I came to realize that my marriage was not my focus, nor should it be, because I was the one who was completely crushed, obliterated, devastated, all of the words, and I needed healing and I needed healing quickly because I didn't feel like I was going to survive. So I had to put my marriage on hold and I had to lay it down. Literally, I had to come to the realization that my marriage as I knew it was no more. It was dead. It was gone. The vows had been broken. What I had been living in was a facade. And if the marriage was ever going to come back, it was going to have to be a brand new one. It was going to have to be rebuilt. We were going to have to start at ground zero and build a brand new relationship. But I had to realize that was not the most important thing right now. What the most important thing was, was me. And I needed healing. So I had to switch my focus. And beautiful, I will tell you, it's not easy. Not when we love our husbands the way we do. We want him to wake up. We want him to want to be reconciled with us. All those things. But sometimes it doesn't work out that way in the beginning. And even if, let's say the scenario is even if he realizes early on what he's done. He realizes the trauma he's inflicted, the devastation upon you and the family, and he seeks repentance. He seeks reconciliation and recovery. He throws himself into therapy. He's doing all the things. Irregardless, beautiful, and hear me clearly on this, you do not need to jump into couples therapy at this point. Because a lot of times, couples therapy leads us away from our own singular healing, our individual healing, and it focuses solely on the marriage, and the marriage cannot be healed and rebuilt unless you've done some individual healing work 
on your own. There are wounds, there's severe trauma that needs to be dealt with. He needs to deal with his own issues of why he went down the affair in the first place. What caused him to be vulnerable, to step in to having an affair, to turning his back on God, turning his back on you, his family, everyone else, and putting him his own selfish desires first. What caused that? And until that comes a reality, you really can't focus in on rebuilding the marriage. So, Come to the realization that focusing in on your own healing journey first is crucial for you. That is a necessity in order to fully recover. Now that's number seven. Let's look at number eight in this series, what I've learned from being betrayed. And that is that I could heal irregardless of his decisions and his actions. Now, we always look at it and go, wait a minute, he needs to do those things so that I can heal. He needs to ask for forgiveness. He needs to quit seeing her. He needs to go into full-blown recovery work with a therapist. He needs to grovel at my feet. He needs to help me heal, Lisa. And I felt the same way, beautiful. But the truth is, none of that needs to happen in order for you to heal. Because the truth is, Your healing is between you and God, and you are God alone. Let's look at it, okay? If you look at scripture, and you look at the people that Jesus healed while he was here on the earth, he didn't involve anybody else. It wasn't that, you know, you've got to call somebody else to come in in order for your healing to take place. No, no. When he looked at the paralytic, He looked straight at him and told him to pick up his mat and walk. It was his responsibility to join in with Jesus so that his healing could come about. Just like the woman at the well, he acknowledged the fact that she had all of these different husbands and the man that she was living with was not her husband at the time. But he didn't say that they all had to come together so she could heal from all the trauma of all those different relationships. No, he met her where she was. And what happened? She ran away from that well, a transformed, beautiful woman, going throughout that village, just sharing at the top of her lungs, come and let me tell you about a man who knew all about me and who has changed me and healed me forever. And she was forever changed. Let's look at another one who is really a prime example that you don't need anyone to be changed, right? And that's Mother Mary. (laughs) I mean, really? It was just between her and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came upon her in such a beautiful fashion that enabled her to carry the Son of God that forever changed her life. And she was just this amazing woman. So beautiful, your healing doesn't require Him at all. Your, your, your healing is between you and 
God. Jesus Christ is your healer. By his stripes, you have been healed, you will be healed, and you are being healed, past, present, and future. And this is for his glory and your good. So what do you do? Well, you first come to the realization that, well, his decisions don't matter. Yes, I want him to get his act straight. Yes, I want him to do all the things right. But irregardless of whether he does or not, I can still heal. And not only that, but his actions, mm, they might not be what I want, but I have control over my own actions. I can move forward in my own healing process and move forward through recovery. I can take charge of that. You can do this, beautiful. You can literally start that today. How can you do that? Well, I'm going to go into number nine to explain that one, okay? I had to come to the realization that I couldn't do this healing journey on my own. Yeah, I tried. Let's just get real. I tried. I ordered so many books, like I've got a library, okay? Let's be real. I have a library of books. Read them, did Audible books. I did mini courses. I did series of courses. I went to counseling. I went to therapy. I went to pastoral counseling. I did all the things, okay? I did those things. But I didn't move forward that well in my healing because I was trying to do it all by myself. And yes, while I was in counseling, I was still trying to do it on my own. And what I mean by that is I went here and there. I never really dove in in the beginning because I was like, I'm going to pull myself up by the bootstraps. I'm a strong woman. I'll do this on my own. But there I was in my apartment all alone realizing, well... I'm not getting very far until I really decided to reach out to someone very trusted, a coach, a life coach. And I reached out to her and I said, what am I doing wrong? And she said, Lisa, you're, you're doing all the things. You're doing the mini courses. You're talking to counselors, but you're not moving forward. You're not implementing action steps that are going to take you through. You don't have a recovery plan in place that works you through all the things that are a part of trauma recovery. And when I started that journey, beautiful, that's when I started healing. And the same can happen for you. Until you decide to quit staying stuck in the process of talking about the affair over and over and over again, talking about what he's done to you over and over and over again, it's a vicious cycle that never ends. Or jumping from course to course to course. Beautiful, it's time for you to have a an affair recovery plan where you literally work through a plan that moves you forward through your healing process, through to recovery, through to even rediscovering who you are, because you're not the same. And you have to have a plan to take you through that. Someone who is trauma-informed so that they can help you process the betrayal trauma 
Release it from your mind, your body, your spirit, and then start moving you forward through your plan so that you can fully recover. And that's why I developed the Affair Recovery Plan Sessions, where we start on day one. We literally dive in, we formulate a plan, and that first session, you walk away with tangible tools in hand that you can start implementing to start you on your healing journey. And then as we walk you through the process, every session you walk away with homework, tangible homework that you do so that you can continue to move forward. And you have access to me along the way. You know, you can reach out during between sessions when you get stuck, when you're having a hard day, so that we can continue to move you through the process. I have clients every single day that say either how they are so glad they found me, they're moving forward in their process. This is such a blessing to actually have a plan in place so that they can actually recover. And beautiful, I want the same thing for you. So are you ready? Are you ready to finally leave behind the devastation of the trauma of his affair? Are you ready to start healing and loving your life again, refinding your joy in life and rediscover who you are so you can finally have that life that you so desire? If you're ready for that, go below in the show notes right now and click that link to schedule your affair recovery session with me. Let's develop your plan today so that you can get on your road to recovery and enjoy your life again. So beautiful, that's the three for today. So we've got another little part of this series coming up. Stay tuned. I'm going to release it soon because they're coming back to back. We're hard, fast, and furious right now because I want you to ingest this so you can see that there is hope and healing for you and you're going to learn so much during your healing journey. Thanks for stopping by today, beautiful, and I can't wait to talk again soon. Cheers to you. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. I hope you enjoyed today's show and found hope, healing, and encouragement. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can even screenshot this episode and share it on IG or Facebook stories. This is how we get the message of hope and healing out to all women who are in the midst of betrayal and loss. If you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and take the next step in your healing, make sure to reach out to me and schedule your breakthrough coaching call today. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of any circumstance that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful.